It's the CMXU Rider Rundown, brought to you by Callus Moto, also brought to you by Racetech and Charlie Johnson Racing, with your host, Ryan Gauld. Hello, hello, hello. Back once again for another Rider Wrap-Up podcast, Rider Check-In. I don't know, Ken is probably mad at me because I keep butchering the name of these darn things. I'm getting them all mixed up lately. Because I'm in catch-up mode. I was on the road, as everybody knows, and uh, now I'm kind of catching up, talking to some of the boys about their uh, recent rounds and heading into the final rounds and all that good stuff. Uh, as always, this one here is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Racetech Suspension. Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension for opening up that door, Racetech. Everything is made 100% in the U.S., and they can get you on the top of the box. Just ask my friend Noof. The only reason he's even fast is because of Racetech suspension. Otherwise, he would be complete garbage on a motorcycle. Racetech makes him fast, and that is the only thing that makes him fast. Um, I'm kidding, of course. But, and then, of course, our, our good friends over at callismoto.com. Uh, Make sure you use that code CMXU at checkout. It save you 20% on moto gear, mountain bike gear, road bike gear, all that good stuff. Um, and now let's get into the podcast. This is going to be a good one. Um, this man has earned his way into this one for sure. I, I knew it was going to happen at some point this year, but the last few weeks have been good. This past one, maybe not one of his better ones, but uh, still a good job. TLD Gas Gas SSR, um, the man with the with the biggest heart in motocross, Mr. Sam Gaynor. Uh, Sam, first off, thanks for your time tonight, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on the podcast. Uh, you know, I listen to it every week, and it's an honor to be on your show. You don't got to lie. You, you, nobody listens to our shows. I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, it was pretty funny. I was telling your dad, um, I think, it might, I don't know if it was Monday after the Moncton one, you texted at like, I don't know. 5 30 in the morning and you're like i'm driving at work i'm listening thanks for the nice words and i'm like that's a good kid right there i appreciate it listening before work time yeah for sure i uh every tuesday morning i go on my uh my podcast app that i have and i uh that's i have an hour and a half drive to work so for an hour and a bit of my drive i listen to the podcast listen to you guys talk about the weekend and then uh you know on the other ones i always listen to i listen to everything i listen to the um rider check-in as well as the uh team manager one so yeah no awesome and uh, you guys have been growing and it's really been fun to watch well i appreciate you giving us time today like i like i said at the beginning you've earned it um this past weekend maybe not uh the in the 250 class the pre, the premix seems to be pretty much a foregone conclusion that a 1-1 is a is a thing but the 250 didn't go as great this weekend but we'll get into that um let's talk about premix uh to kind of kick this off dude you are one of the most efficient 125 racers i've ever seen and i can give you a nod on that because in my day that was my gift is being able to make a 125 work well because to ride it perfect you have to hit your shifts hit your marks right making sure you're not over revving carrying that speed all that kind of stuff it's been pretty impressive to watch it now i'd say maybe up until this past weekend the competition hasn't been super deep for you uh this past weekend the i, I don't know the french kid's name 315 um i don't know his name but and then bobby gravel kind of gave you fits both motos but uh man I, I when i watch you ride that it's like a like an influx of, of of fun it seems like it looked like you're just having a great time riding that bike in that class one one you haven't lost yet this year right no i haven't lost yeah. yet this year <laughs> obviously don't want to jinx it but um yeah no it all like really it all started in uh i think it was 2021 um and it was just my dad had a 125 that he bought 
he got a really good deal on it and then i was kind of in a point uh where i was having no fun at all riding and i was just kind of over it and my dad we went to walton and he was just like look man take my 125 out for two stroke and just go just ride the bike and have fun and that's kind of where it all started and then yeah last year after i broke my wrist i really had no other option other than to ride a 125 because i couldn't hold on to anything um and then you know it's just evolved evolved and then this year i did i had honestly zero plans to do it other than we had taken the two stroke out west we had loaded it in the truck so that i could do two stroke at the west can and then uh when we got there there was no there was no two-stroke class so essentially we brought the bike out there for nothing um so i ended up doing the saturday one moto format and then i was like and that was a lot of fun and then the bike was already out there so we calgary i was like screw it might as well do it and then uh, a week after calgary steve was like you think you want to double class the whole year so we decided then and there that that's what we were going to do and it's uh yeah it's for sure been a lot of fun Let's talk about this double class thing because there's not a lot of guys that would do what you're doing, let alone do a 250-450. Yes, the premix a couple little minutes less on the time and, you know, it's in the morning kind of thing like that. But still, the schedule, Jesus Christ, Sam, that, that's, a, that's a day. Like, that's a day for any racer. I know you're in great shape and you got a big heart and you love the, the challenge, but you must be smoked after moto number two in the 250 class yeah for <laughs> yeah um, i mean it's it's uh it's definitely not like 250 450 like that would be absolutely insane in my opinion um but you know it's uh i mean i i ride i feel fairly good on the two stroke but i will say you know there's you know once i get out to a, a little bit of a lead i usually try to back her down a little bit just because i do know i have more motos to go in the day uh, but no, I would say honestly, after Moto One Two Fifty, every single time is always just like a, you know, now it's a dog fight for the rest of the day and try to see what we can do type thing. But no, it's good. And at the end of the day, it's uh, I definitely am pretty tired. But honestly, as the year's been going on, I feel like I've been riding myself more into shape, and uh, it's been actually getting better and better. Uh, I mean, Deschambault was a little bit of a struggle, but. Besides that, uh, like Riverglade and Sandalee, I didn't honestly feel even too terrible at the end of the day. Um, yeah, like I mean, you. Uh, I guess yeah, maybe Riverglade wouldn't have been as bad. Although you were in the in the the fight that uh, again, I had kind of this sort of planned um, before the uh, or after the Riverglade round, sorry. And then of course I went to the Ecan and I, I just got busy and I didn't have time and, and stuff like that. And I've done one with Tanner Ward as well. That's kind of come up. Um, but um, I, I just been watching, like I don't know what it's been or what's been clicking. Like you went uh, ten at uh, go first, seven at Sandalee, and then six at at Riverglade. Was it like just confidence? Was it the fact that you were warmed up? Was it just feeling good on the bike? Like the finishes that you were been having are, dude, they're fucking impressive, man. Like um, you know, even going back to your time that you went to the two fifty class there before you broke your wrist you you were kind of that guy but you weren't really getting finishes and you were battling it it seems like you found like a i don't know you found your spot and then you're also fighting for it. you're not just kind of getting it handed to you as well it's it's from the outside looking in it's i mean i talk to your dad he's a very proud papa which he should be but as a fan too i'm like fuck this is it's pretty damn good right now it's pretty cool to watch yeah thank you very much um but yeah no i mean out west was a struggle um you know i'm not gonna lie flying back and forth trying to go to work um <clears throat> staying out for the one week and then time changed when i was flying back and forth that took a toll on me and uh i'd never been to like Kamloops or obviously that edmonton track for me was just survival and get out of there healthy um 
so you know the, the west coast was a bit of a struggle um and then you know i definitely feel like i cater more to the sand um so when we came east i was honestly really excited and felt like my season was gonna take a little bit of a turn there which it did um and it was it was pretty good and then finally at riverglade i got two really good starts i was fifth in the first one and third in the second one and then um yeah no so i just kind of you know getting better starts being a little more happy as a person showing up to the track with a better attitude um stuff like that and it's all uh starting to pay off a little bit like i said this this past weekend was one uh, i like to put behind me but um yeah no the other rounds they were awesome and i'm i'm looking forward to walton i feel like it's definitely going to be a, a great end to the year uh let's talk about just this past weekend before i get into some other stuff that i, I have notes on um i obviously I, unfortunately i didn't get I, when i'm in the tv booth unless it's on tv i don't really know what happened where did you crash this weekend and just get bad starts like 15th on the score sheet that's not at all uh for the whole year basically other than uh, at calgary you had a bit of a struggle but 15th matches uh, uh one of the worst scores did I, tell me what happened yeah i mean uh number one i feel like i used a little bit too much energy in premix uh you know like you said bobby and that rosu or whatever yeah guy, they were both oh, you were 10th you were 10th in moto one i didn't realize yeah, that so um and then yeah moto one was i mean i had a half decent start and i kind of in the fight a little bit um i was in eighth all the way till two laps to go and sebastian racine got me and then, uh, you know, I, I feel like I got a little bit flustered when he went by. I didn't even hear him coming, didn't even know he was coming. Uh, and then uh, with two corners ago, Jake Piccolo made a pass on me in that uh, step-down thing before the next turns. He got me there, so then a tenth. Um, you know, I was pretty frustrated about that, and I don't I don't like Deschambeau, like, that track. So, you know, in between motos, I feel like I kind of just talked myself into a somewhat crappy place. Right. And, second moto got an okay start i guess um battled up into i think it was either 10th or 11th and then uh with about five laps to go in that new section back out in the woods i hit the first double hit a kicker rode the front end and went head first into the inside single nice um, and i was uh <laughs> i was laying there for a good good couple seconds before i started moving or anything and then by the time i got moving and I was pretty sore, front end was pretty twisted, and uh, kind of had one of my uh, PTSD moments that I've been struggling with, and trying to ride with one of those is, I'm not going to lie, really difficult, so I just honestly just kind of rode it to the end. I, I knew I had over a minute to the guy behind me, and I just went, you know, it's not really worth trying to push it right now. I tried to do the double one lap after my crash and came up way short and stuff like that, so I just kind of rode it in, and uh, yeah, so I went 10-16 for 15th, which, uh, you know, I don't know, I feel like you got to have a bad day to appreciate the good ones, I guess. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm actually looking at the points, too. You tied with four others with 16 points, so 12th to 16th, you guys all tied, and then you you come out on the back end of it just because of the 16th and the second moto, so um, it, not not as far off as it was, but with that crash, for sure, I guess it kind of gets a labor. Um, you've been talking about, you know, you just mentioned like a PST, uh, PST, D, PSTD, sorry, um, and, you know, a couple years ago, you put out that post when you were on the OTSF team, and it really showcased um, a bit of a mental struggle with yourself, um, and, you know, and again, I'll throw it out there, too, like, uh, whether it was, like, say, a Phil Nicoletti or, like, a myself, you know, these guys that are, you know, you know, tough and from the grind and stuff are like, what the fuck, why did he put that out there? It sounds kind of, why is he being a pussy and stuff like that, but, there's a lot of stuff, and I did this interview with Tanner Ward today, and again, he's, he's big on the mental health side of things and stuff. It's not easy being what you guys need to be. 
Now, even yes, it's Canadian moto, it's smaller, it's not the Supercross series or the MXGPs, but the same things happen. When the gate drops, you want to do good, you're fighting for position, you're, you're challenging yourself, you're putting yourself out there, all these kinds of things. And, and where I'm going with this is like, back then you had these sort of mental breakdowns and you found it tough and you wanted to step away and almost quit. And then all of a sudden, some door sort of opens and you're a working man now uh, you're 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 at work five to four each day you're up at five and working seven to four and and you've got this sort of like realization of i don't know motocross is awesome but it can take a bit of a step back and you doing that looks like it's helped sort of get you back to where you were when you were on the bike at your best of times am i making sense what i'm saying it's like it's weird you had to take this sort of step behind to kind of move forward yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, last fall, when uh, when fall time came around and riding was over, uh, you know, I, I went to my, actually, I went away on a vacation with my mom. And, you know, me and my mom are really close and kind of talked to her about what I was feeling and stuff like that. And, you know, I came up with the decision that I was going to step away from the sport and, uh, you know, went home, had the conversation with my dad. And, you know, anyone that knows my old man knows that, you know, it, it wasn't the the most heartwarming conversation you know it's it's difficult to step away from something you've been involved in for over 20 years type thing um so you know and i went to steve and you know told him about it and honestly at that point that was probably well it was october you know i was i was over it like i just said you know i don't even want to see a dirt bike i don't want to be a part of this you know i'm just i was kind of just done i had uh you know no fun and last year i went through a lot of pain with my wrist even though i was only on the 125 um and stuff like that and you know i got some stuff fixed up over the winter and did a lot of self-reflecting a lot of like watching and just taking a step back and, and enjoying a, a real life if you want to call it. uh you know going to work every day and seeing family and not having anyone you know when are you riding or when are you going down south or whatever and um, you know, it was enjoyable. And then, yeah, when the door opened this year, I, uh, you know, I, I kind of had mentioned to Steve this spring, uh, you know, I said to Steve, I said, if anything ever happens and you do need a, a, a fill-in rider, uh, you know, I am just one call away and I definitely am interested. And, you know, I feel like taking a bit of time away from it fully has uh, helped me. So, um, you know, when the time did finally come, I remember it was a Monday, he called me and was like, look, the bike's getting loaded in the truck tonight and uh you know do you want to do it or do you not want to do it and i was like yeah i'll do it so then uh, we went from there and i feel like we've just been growing as the year went um you know i don't i'm not gonna lie to you i don't i don't work out at all i don't uh eat a crazy diet or anything like that i just live my life how i do and go to work every single day and uh, you know, when I told Steve I would do it, I tell him, I told him, you know, I'm, I'll give you my 100%. I won't quit. I won't give up. And uh, that's all you're going to get. Whatever the result is, that's what you're going to get. So it's been fun. And um, I feel like, honestly, if I had put in a little bit more effort, as bad as that sounds, I probably would have a little bit better results. But honestly, I'm having a lot of fun this year. And this has kind of brought me back to why I ever started. One of my best years ever in racing is when I... I mean, I, I mean, you know my story probably a little bit. I never, I didn't like training. I just like riding, and I was good at it. But the less effort you put in, or more focus, or whatever, it was working better, and it didn't make a lick of sense. But it just like you just kind of realize what you're doing. You're just trying to find the fun, and when you have fun riding your bike, your comfort, and everything, 
it just elevates around you and you you it becomes super easy like there's no doubt that you're talented and you can go fast and you have the skills but if you start putting all that pressure and outside uh, sponsorship things and worrying about what people think or all that kind of stuff, it can really close in on you. And like you just said, you, you just you found the fun again, and it's and it's showing in your results. Yeah, you're not on the podium, you're not winning on the 250 side, but on the the premix side, you're the fucking you're the guy with the crown. You know, everybody can chase you. You're the you're the the one with the target on the back, right? I mean, uh, it's it's kind. It doesn't make sense how that works. Like, and even for yourself, when you were at your prime, when you were with OTSF there and, and 450 and, and and even then with the first couple of years with, with Steve, you're putting all this work and you're training and you're sacrificing things and it's not working out. And then now you're getting up, like you said, you're not really training. You're just going to ride whenever you can. And then you show up at the track and you're getting similar or better results. That doesn't make any sense, correct? Like it's, it's fucked how that works. Yeah, no, it honestly makes no sense. It's kind of, in a sense, it's just mind-boggling. It's like, you know, I went down, well, we, me and my dad were, or me, my dad, and Steve were talking about it the other day. It's like, you know, in, in 2021, that's when the 250 for Steve last. And it was like, you know, we went to club, we did the training. I tried to, you know, I didn't work or anything. I did the everyday riding or, you know, most of the weekdays riding and putting in the time, putting in everything. And I'm, Literally right now, I think I have 40 points less than I did for that whole season, and that was including Supercross. Um, and and I finished seventh overall that year, and I'm I'm currently in seventh. So it's just kind of weird how that works. But yeah, no, like you said, it's uh it's really messed up how that works. But honestly, when you're having fun and you're kind of bringing it back to the grassroots of why you ever started, I feel like that's when things really start to click for you. I feel like you're my poster child for this this selling thing that I try to say to young Canadians and everything. I'm like, hey, you know what, motocross, and this is like a do as I say, not as I did type thing of like, motocross can deliver you some amazing moments. It brings you closer to your family. Like you just said about the grassroots at the track, you're barbecuing, you're laughing, and you know, you get results and it's super cool. But if you're able to kind of just push that aside and then get up on Monday and go to work, and kind of live like everybody else in the world does with the small percentage that we do in motocross, if you can find the happy medium to enjoy what motocross can deliver it's it's pretty special like i feel like like the conversation that you just said you had like it's pretty special to sit there in the lawn chair and be like fuck man what a great sport it is when you i don't know you don't put the pressure things but i mean if you're Ryder mcnab or 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 mitchell harrison or racine and all these kinds of things there's that pressure to do all this work and everything and focus and train but then all of a sudden you look at a guy like sam gainer and he's pretty much right there like on the same pace at times maybe there's a little bit here in the motos and stuff like that and but like you're getting more value out of what you're putting into it right now because you're sort of being able to step away into a into a real world um it's a it's a weird package to put in and sell you know 99 cents on the shelf but um it's pretty it's also pretty cool to be able to talk about it and i feel like you know, you should be very proud of how it's kind of working out. Again, you're not winning. Well, the premix thing is domination. That's amazing. But of course, in the 250, if the championship was there, it would be this this accolades and people banging on your doors and more money and this and that. But I feel like you got to be really proud of how things are going this year after where your mindset and focus was there just a couple of years ago. It's from the outside looking in. It's kind of a neat little story. Yeah, for sure. And I've always kind of been like that a little bit. You know, like when we went to Loretta Lynn's in 2018. When we we went there, you know, me and my dad talked to each other and we just said, look, this is obviously, yes, we spent a lot of money and time to get here, but, 
you know, we're not going to treat this super seriously. We're going to take the event in. We're going to have fun. Um, you know, whatever happens, happens on track. And it is what it is. And then, you know, that year I left with a fourth and a sixth overall, which was sweet. And, you know, last year I put up a post before Walton and just trying to remind, you know, some of the younger people and the parents and stuff like that. Like when you go to Walton, yes, I get it. It's, you know, the biggest amateur national in Canada. And it's, uh, you know, you think that it means a ton, but as bad as it sounds, it honestly doesn't mean a ton. You know, you're not going to win and all of a sudden KTM's knocking on your door saying we want to hire you, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, it, it sucks to say that, but that's just the honest truth of it. Um, so, yeah, you know, when you go to those events, you got to treat it as, you know, you're having fun. Uh, you're, you're living in a field for five days with uh, all your best friends and your family. And uh, you get to do a damn cool thing called dirt biking or you get to watch your family members do it. And, uh, you know, when you finally remember those things, I feel like that's when the best results come. And that's when uh, the fun is had. Um, that's what I feel like, at least. No, I did. Great, great answer. Um, I honestly, I, I say the same thing to my son all the time. He's kind of getting into racing. He's getting a little bit better. And I'm like, I just, like, I'm not worried about trying to get him practicing every night. I mean, obviously, you want to do these things. And I'd, I'd love to have him to have a career like mine and win a national or get on TV and all these things. But I'm also like, as long as he's smiling, man, and you're having fun, I think that's the best moment. And then we get to spend time together. My whole family's at the track. Like you, you know what? Like, I honestly think there's no better way to raise – uh, a son or a daughter than at the motocross track the the values and the confidence and the life lessons that you learn uh, as sad as or, or wrong as it might be to say i think it's better than any education at school yeah no you said that perfectly you know you uh you interact with people uh the social you know. skills like the social skills and the the confidence as a parent you let your kid run around the field and and you know like the, you know someone's gonna say oh they're in good hands you know like you're not growing up in like downtown toronto where your kid can't leave the fucking yard and because you're worried about some weirdos around or fucking this and you know all this weird shit that's going on it's like it's like our own little free world of 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 control and and growth at motocross tracks yeah for sure and you know that's where as bad as it sounds kids fall that's where they their bumps their bruises their broken bones and uh that's what uh ultimately you know teaches them how to how to move on through on that aspect of it how to move through the shit times yeah Um, so no it's it's great it's great for life lessons great for meeting new friends and family i have people in my life that there's no way i would have met them if uh i never went to the dirt bike track and uh like you said quickly i think it's uh, an amazing way to raise your kids and stuff like that i think uh the dirt bike track's amazing for that i wish we could make it cheaper though eh so expensive yeah, it would be nice if it was a little cheaper but Fuck, it's expensive yeah <laughs> <laughs> these poor new families buying bikes and trailers and all this shit oh, i wish i could control that part of it to to see the beauty that you and i are talking about right now um let's move into the future side of things obviously we got uh walton are you going to be doing the whole transcan or just the pro weekend yeah i'm going to do the whole week nice. uh, luckily my boss and his family also race so they're going to be at transcan uh, doing two classes each. Oh, there's so. no there's no houses getting framed that week. <laughs> yeah, no, no buildings going up that week. So yeah, no, he gave me the week off. So I'm gonna do two stroke and pro am during the week. And nice then, uh, race on Sunday. Um, okay, so there's that, and then is it just a week to week, month to month? Is there a plan? Uh, where does that sit 
uh, for Sam Gaynor. Like I said, you have a, a good little momentum going right now. Um, super crosses, ammo races, like what's sort of the plan uh, for the next, I don't know, say six months to a year? Uh, honestly, nothing set in stone at all. Uh, you know, going to finish off Walton and uh, cross their fingers and finish healthy. Uh, you know, this will be my first year going a whole year healthy uh, since 2012. So uh, hopefully finish this one healthy. And then uh, from there, uh, probably do a couple AMO races. Uh, I'm not doing any Supercross at all. Um, and then uh, after, like, uh, next year and stuff uh, really nothing set in stone me and my dad have a 125 and a 450 so if we need we'll just use those or whatever um, you know I'm not I'm kind of at a point in my life where you know I'm, I'm ready to start saving for a house and I'm ready to start doing that but also you know I have the love of the sport that I don't want to step away um, so you know I have nothing set in stone right now uh, but you know I'm, I obviously I want to race I want to be a part of it I want to still be there um, but I don't have a complete game plan. The only other thing I do kind of have in the works is uh, me and my dad are just going through all the paperwork right now, actually, so that uh, hopefully I can end up doing Iron Man in the 450 class at the end of the year. So oh shit, cool and yeah, get that off the bucket list. Yeah, buddy, that's very cool, man. That'll be sweet to do that. That'll be fun to cheer that cheer that. Well, you're gonna miss Auburn then. That sucks. Yeah. Oh, damn it! I was gonna put a five thousand dollar purse up. Yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm going to <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, wait. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Um, I want to talk about your team. Uh, I, I did a podcast with Steve. Um, I can't remember if I've done I talked to Daniel at some point this year about something. I can't remember. Oh, it was after the Monk or after Sander Lee. Um, but just a, a very unique setup compared to the rest of the team. So you guys live at the track. Mary's cooking dinners and the mechanic. You guys are like a, you're, you're, your own family. I really feel that in my opinion and i've told steve this i think that is the way that the majority of our canadian team should run now not everybody needs to live at the track but just the budget side of things and the way it all works um i, I don't know if that makes sense but i'm like i just really like the 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 picture it's painted hard work get what you get use what you have and and perform at your best kind of thing without any um I don't know. There is pressure, obviously, and Steve has sponsors all that, but it just feels like a very, very relaxed atmosphere and a very attractive atmosphere for someone to join. Yeah, no, for sure. Steve, I feel like, has it down pretty good. Um, you know, it is it is a cool atmosphere. Um, unfortunately, this year I haven't really honestly got to be a part of it that much compared to previous years, uh, you know, as I have to fly or drive in and out of every round as I have to be at work on Monday morning and you have to work till 3 or 4 on Friday afternoons. Um, so I haven't really got to actually be at track a bunch this year. I got to stay out for one week on the West Coast and then, uh, you know, I try to go to all the races at least on Saturday um, so that I can be there Saturday and Sunday. Um, so I haven't got to be a part of it that much this year. But, you know, obviously I've been a part of it for the past two years with Steve and um, yeah, no, it's awesome. You know, Mary is uh, amazing, and she cooks for everyone. And all day, all she does is bug us about what what we're gonna eat and when we're gonna eat. And <laughs> he's got that down, and Steve's got the the team part of it down. And then, you know, Yuri is uh, is a cool guy. He's uh, you know he doesn't have to do it, but he does the sport and wants to be a part of it. And then you know my old man, he's. Uh, you know, as everyone knows, he he just loves it, and he wouldn't rather be anywhere but the dirt bike track. I mean, he was going to be on the tour with the team this year, even if I wasn't racing. He was yeah. going to go 
um, it was pretty cool to, uh, you know, be a part of such a great uh, team. And um, like I said, Steve's uh, definitely got it down pat. And it is uh, definitely the, I feel like, the way to go in Canadian moto for sure. Have you, uh, I don't know if you ever made a list of like goals or things you wanted to achieve. Have you reached your goals? Is there more that you want? Um, I, you're, obviously your plan and your your career has changed over the last year and a bit, uh, whether it be the injuries and the job and things like that. But have you reached the goals that you had in mind as a, as a kid dreaming to be a part of the sport? Uh, that's a tough question. Um, you know, it's when you're a kid, it's I want to be a professional dirt biker, you know, and then when you get to be a professional dirt biker, it's like, I want to be on a team, even just for one race. And then you do that, and then it's like, well, I want to do one full season. And then it's like, I want to get a top 10. And then it's, I want to get a top five. And then obviously you want the podium. Then you want the championship. So, I mean, realistically, no. Um, but at the same token, I look at my career, and I think it's been, uh, pardon my French, I think it's been a pretty badass career. Um, you know, I've got to ride for Rockstar Energy, yeah, which is super cool. And uh, I've had a lot of awesome help get to where I am and you know I got to be a part of the youth ambassador program at MX of Nations uh, finished fourth and sixth at Loretta Lynn's um, to ride on several you know like several years on race teams got to travel country coast to coast um, you know I think it's been quite the career uh, that's why I want to do Ironman uh, it's always been something on my bucket was to do an AMA national so um, you know it's just one thing after another but honestly in my eyes i feel like i've fulfilled everything i want but you know on the on the other side of it it's you know you want to be a champion you want to win championships stuff like that um but yeah no i'm honestly i'm pretty happy and pretty proud of uh what i've done in the sport when you watch uh do you watch a lot of the 450 motos or do you get to watch some of them uh usually i only get to watch the second motos so over the course of the last two summers dylan wright when you watch him ride, what is something that you could say makes him be the guy that he is? He's going on, if he goes into Walton and wins again, that's 19 overalls in a row dating back to 2021. Like, unbelievable dominance. It would be a perfect season of overalls, but not moto wins like he did last year. But just as a guy on the outside, like, when you watch that, what is there something that just impresses you or something you're like, man, that's fucking wild that he can do that? Um what he's doing right now is pretty uh, remarkable in the sport and i just i thought i'd ask your opinion what what do you see when you look at it yeah that guy has uh more tenacity really than anyone in the sport in canada um you know his when he gets on that motorcycle his brain uh i feel like just shuts off you know there's not a single other thing that runs through his mind um you know and you can see that in his riding he just whether he's in 30th on the first lap or first he's he's all out and he's just gonna send it because he wants to win and, and uh, as as bad as it sounds i mean obviously you know tyler and pettis and moff and everyone else in the field they all want it just as bad as him but i feel like he just wants it a little more type deal um but you know f- speaking from a personal perspective you know like when i get on the bike there i'm not gonna lie there's days uh, where like i said earlier my injuries nag at me and they get at me a little mentally sometimes and i'm not gonna lie there's days where i'm like i just 
don't feel like crashing today. And I just feel like Dylan just doesn't have that. I feel like Dylan's, uh, you know, he, he doesn't care. He's all out and it's full send the whole time for him. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy at times for sure. And uh, I think that's a great answer. That's usually how I say it and stuff like that. You know, he's a world-class athlete. I think you could put him anywhere around the world. And it's cool that he's in our, in our country. Um, you know, we've had our fast yachties, Dusty Class, JSRs, and uh, they've all had these unbelievable careers and, and stats. But I just feel like there's something he's got that, like, separates him uh, to put him into that world-class front kind of thing. And uh, that was an answer I, that, that I've shared. You said kind of the exact same thing. Um, hey, everybody, welcome again. Thanks so much for tuning in to the, uh, to the Rider Wrap-Up here, uh, brought to you by CallusMoto.com. Make sure you use that code CMXU at checkout to save yourself 20%. And, of course, our friends over at Racetech, Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension, for opening that door for Racetech. If you want to go fast, get yourself some Racetech suspension. 100% made in the USA and a great product, and we really appreciate Checkers and the gang over there supporting us. Uh, Sam, man, I, I appreciate it um, uh, for giving me the time. I know it's been a long work day. You're probably tired. And guess what? you got to do it all over again because uh, that's what work days take up. You don't get Fridays off. <laughs> yeah, no, going to work early tomorrow and then uh, then uh, luckily get a week off to go enjoy some dirt bikes with some cool people. Well, hey, maybe you come down to the podium and we'll do some uh, do some interviews with the kids next week if you, if, if you can find the time. I know you're going to be racing, but um, I, I think your attitude and your perspective right now after the ups and downs, I, I think it's something that people should know and hear, and I, uh, I, I appreciate the, the words that you share. And I think a lot of kids, uh, you're always good with the kids, and I think that's a, a great attitude to have right now, and um, uh, the, the number 28 is doing a good job carrying the flag right now. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. You know, I've uh, definitely had my shares of ups and downs. And like I said earlier, last year was definitely a big downer for me. And it's kind of been an uphill battle since then. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely uh, I'll be at Walden and look forward to seeing all the kids and uh, watching everyone race. It'll uh, definitely be a fun week for sure. Sounds good, bud. We'll see you in a few days in, the, in another field, another field somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Cheers.